Here we go with an off-season edition of Locked on Astros, and we've got some things to talk about. Dusty Baker, Martin Maldonado, and what's going on with these guys. Will they be back, or are they saying say la vie on this edition of Locked on Astros? We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H10 Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, thank you for four great years with the Houston Astros. Four ALCSs, one World Series, um, two pennants. Uh, so I know it wasn't always great, but we'll talk about what uh, what's going on with Dusty Baker in this episode. And we'll also talk about Michael Brantley. Uh, there was, I mean, it hasn't, nothing's been made official, but there are some whispers about what's going on with him. And what are, what is the Astros plans for Martin Malnado? He is a free agent. So are they going to bring him back? So these are some things we'll be uh, talking about on this episode of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Uh, and thank you for becoming every day. We are so close to 10,000 subscribers and we, w- we need your help. If you're listening to this audio version or if you're listening on YouTube, wherever you're listening, go ahead, just go YouTube and go and hit that red subscribe button. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, check out the Lockdown Astros podcast. Please, we're trying to get to 10,000. That'll be so special. I think Brett's going to try to do some type of giveaway or something. And it would just be an honor for us to to do that. And I know if we would have got to the World Series, we probably would have uh, reached that number. So help us get there. And I know that uh, we're going to talk a lot about the the manager shirts and what Brian McTaggart um, sent out earlier. When we did an earlier episode, Brett, I heard what you said, but it didn't process with me until later. (laughs) Wait, Jeff Bagwell and Jim Crane are going to spearhead the committee to basically find the next manager, not the GM. I I don't know if that's entirely true, but if that's the case, a GM has got to say, have their say. And that's like basically having an arranged marriage. So it's just, I just, I don't know if that's going to work. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. So Brett, what's on your mind? Well, um, I will address this right off the bat since it's a good question to start Mauricio. Um, I almost said Mauricio Dubon. Mauricio Rubio asked, would you all like to see Cesar Salazar as backup catcher? I'll, I'll answer that, give my statements on that, then I'll let you answer as well. Um, I don't know that Cesar Salazar will come up, and I don't think he's the guy that they need. I think they need to go out and get a veteran catcher, almost like a Travis Darno type of player, but maybe someone that – cost less is it isn't really that expensive someone who will take sort of a junior type role where you're the experienced veteran helping the rookie get his feet wet because Yanner Diaz will see most of the um, stops at back start next year is my anticipation now uh, as far as Jeff Bagwell and 
anybody else being involved in the search for the manager. I'm sure maybe Jeff Bagwell will have a say, but this is the angle I take. Dana Brown was hired for a reason to be the GM. He wasn't hired to be Jeff Bagwell's underling. And Dana Brown isn't going to take this job with the world with the 2022 World Series champion Houston Astros and let someone else make the decision for him. That's his job to go find the coach. And I think it would be a huge mistake. And but we don't even know if that's actually what's happening. I think that's more Brian assuming that that's going to happen because that's what happened in the past. But that happened because there wasn't a GM. Now insert the GM of Dana Brown. I think getting Brad Osmus would be a bad move because that's what Jeff Bagwell wants. And you can't go get what your former favorite player, one of the best players in Astros history, wants. you got to do what's best for the club. And if you're going to let Jeff Bagwell have a big part of this, then why do you even have a GM in the first place? Why hire Dana Brown? It's kind of like we hired you to do a job, but we're going to do it for you. So that's my thought process. I'm not saying Brad Auspice is a 0% chance. I just don't think it's that big of a chance. I think it is McTaggart going along with what has been said and what has been talked about. He's got no reason to really think otherwise, but I do believe that they are going to either hire a spotter or they're going to go outside. They're going to get someone with experience, but I think they need to get a personality in the clubhouse um, to not just replace the manager, but to replace someone like Maldonado. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. All right. This was the exact quote from uh, Brian McTaggart. Um, so they're, they will look to get younger in the managerial role and it'll, it should be an attractive job. Dana Brown, who's hired as the GM just before spring training will have a say in who's going to be in the manager chair, but Jim Crane, and Jim uh, Jeff Bagel, the team's senior advisor to ownership and baseball operations, will oversee finding the Ast- uh, next Astro skipper. So um, I just I just have an issue with that statement. And like you said, I know that could be what happened in the past. And so maybe um, he's just assuming that's what's going to happen. But I really think that Dana Brown is not going to just have a say. Oh, um, hey uh, Dana, we're having a conversation about the future manager. Would you go in and give us your two cents? Oh, okay. And ball it and throw it away in trash cans, something like that. I think Dana Brown is, uh, we've seen kind of what happens if you don't see eye to eye with managers. We've seen that with James Click and Dusty Baker. We see, saw that a little bit with Dusty Baker and Dana Brown, a little bit with the how they handled the whole catcher situation. So I don't think that Jim Crane is going to put this and uh, put this back in the same situation. But, um, I just think that I just hope the Astros go out there and get the right manager because this team is ready to win. And I know that if you have, if you do not hire Joe Espada, I don't know if he's going to stick around. He's going to be like, Oh, you're going to pass me over again. That's, and that's why Eric, I, I think that I, I just, I don't, I don't see how Joe Espada isn't the heavy favorite in all these conversations because I really think that when a spot interview with these other clubs, he basically said, look, or maybe there was an understanding that I've got something here with the Astros. When Dusty leaves, I'm supposed to be the next man. So if you're not going to bring me on to a multi-year deal and you're not going to promise me that I've got the next three or four years to build something with a the club, then I'm going to stick with where I'm at because I've been riding that bench coach position for a long time. 
and I've earned that spot. I know the clubhouse. I know the cultures. The guys trust me. I trust right. them. I mean, Joe Espot is out there every day with the position players, helping them in position drills, helping them with player drills, and that's what I love about him. Um, I think you're also going to see some movement in the Astros mind of the organization. I wouldn't be surprised. I have no idea why I would think this, but someone like Joe Thon may be moving up to AAA. Some of your minor league guys might be moving up and moving into the system. I know they've got some really good hitting coaches down there. If Snitker is on his way out as well, because he's interviewing with the um, Guardians. So I just think, like you said, they've they've got to get this right. But Dana Brown absolutely, to me, has has the main role here. That is his role as GM. You don't hire a GM and not allow him to make the decision. Jeff Bagwell can have whatever opinion he wants, but Jeff Bagwell is not a general manager, period, in the story. He's a good commentator on the stuff, on the, on the show. He knows baseball, but he's an advisor. An advisor advises. An advisor doesn't make decisions. A general manager makes decisions. Yeah. And if you're not going to give him that, then after Dana Brown's here, there's not going to be a single GM that's going to want to come here because you're not going to let them do their job. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, we're, we're going to, uh, the earlier episode, we kind of rushed into it. And so I actually did a deeper dive into some of Dusty Baker's quotes in that USA Today article. And we'll talk a little bit more about tomorrow's press conference. Uh, but definitely, um, he it does sound like Dusty Baker is on his way to retirement. Uh, what's on? What's in store for Michael Brantley? That's something else we're going to talk about. And Martin Malnado. Apparently, Martin Malnado was a big, not necessarily him, the person, but the catching position and Dusty Baker's use of him was a big source of contention in the front office this year. So that's something else we'll discuss um, on this episode. Hey there, I want to tell you all about our sponsor, Ibotta. How does free Thanksgiving sound to you? Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure that your Thanksgiving table is complete because who wants turkey without the gravy? Turkey is great. But we all know the best part of the Thanksgiving dinner are the sides. With Ibotta, you can make sure that you get everybody's favorite side dishes and turkey while getting yourself cash back. I mean, big holidays mean big family get-togethers, means a lot of food, and you spend that money. And why not spend the money on the spread with Ibotta when you can get the turkey and all your favorite sides for free? That's right, for free. Starting Thanksgiving, starting this November 1st, for the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers to the app to redeem everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop at your favorite retailers and upload your receipt. Download the Ibotta app now and use the code MLB and get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. App Store, Google Play, download it today. Free Ibotta app, I-B-O-T-T-A at uh, at the Google Play Store and use the promo code MLB. All right. So if you're looking at what Dusty Baker said in this article, and apparently uh, he already made that this decision before spring training ended or um, like some point during spring training. But Dusty Baker has seen in the past when a manager said, oh, yeah, this will be my final season. We've seen like um, uh, players like Manny Ramirez uh, say, oh, this is my final season. Albert Pujols, oh, this is my final season. Uh, so it becomes a big distraction. And Dusty Baker is Dusty Baker. Uh, he doesn't want to become that distraction, be something that kind of um, distracts the, his boys, the boys he loves from playing baseball. And so I think maybe the players knew. 
I think there's whispers within the organization that Dusty Baker's done. I think probably the beat reporters probably can kind of get a sense by his frustration. And he's probably like, yeah, I'm done. But he said, I thought about it before the year, but the reason I didn't want to mention it is because of my conversations with Bruce Bochy saying how distracting it was for his team in San Francisco. I didn't want to do that. It wasn't fair to my players. So Dusty Baker, like you always mentioned, is a player's um, coach. And he was he didn't want to be the distraction. Yeah, that's right. No, and I mean, he he put others before himself, and some people would, would say otherwise. They're like, well, his decisions put himself before the team at times. We know with the whole Yiner and Maldi thing, we know that there was tension between the front office and um, Dusty Baker. But look, he rides off into the sunset with 2,182 career victories, 57 postseason victories, fourth most in baseball history, the only manager to leave five different teams to the postseason, and he is the only manager who has won 2,000 games and isn't in the Hall of Fame, um, And which Bruce Bochy isn't either, but he's not eligible. But like we mentioned on the show earlier, within six months of retiring, since he's 65 or since he's over 65, he will be eligible for the Hall of Fame. So In six I months. think he's a yeah, I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He'll be on there. Like who would argue against what he's done? And I know people criticize him for being oh and whatever he is in game sevens. And he did get the one World Series ring with the Houston Astros. And a lot of people say, well, you know, anybody could have managed that team. Remember the Lakers teams and when Pat Riley was winning those titles or whenever um all the all the Bulls runs with Phil Jackson. Look, everybody says that with great teams. The bottom line is we know that Dusty Baker ran a master class during the 2022 postseason, and that cannot be argued. That was an absolute fact, and that's what helped him steamroll the Mariners, the Yankees, and, yes, the Philadelphia Phillies in red October. And so we really saw the fruits of his labor. At times we were frustrated with his moves. But the players ultimately loved him. I mean, these players like Dubon and McCormick said he's a legend. McCormick said, I hope he comes back next year. And and a lot of people are like, oh, that's just lip service. But I don't, I don't think these guys are going to say this if they didn't mean it. Yeah, did did someone like Chaz want to play more? Probably so. Right. But that's going to be a topic we'll have to discuss because it's going to be interesting where they value Chaz McCormick going into next season because we know Dusty Baker wasn't convinced about his center field skills in 2023. Thoughts? by Dusty. All right. So Dusty Baker also said, I've still got a lot to offer. Baseball has been my life. I'm gone, but I will be back. And he also said that I'm very grateful and thankful to Jim Crane and Houston Astros for giving me this opportunity and to win a championship. I felt like they've been good for me and I've been good for them. And I really appreciate that Jim has been totally honest and transparent with me of all, on all things. And he also said that Jim has also told him that he was the only person that could have quieted the media and mm. everything during the whole scandal, because that's why he brought him on. And he said, I think I came around alone at the right time. They needed somebody to quiet the storm. We did that. So Dusty Baker did exactly what we wanted him to do to uh, get through the whole cheating scandal to get to another world series. And uh, he got to two world series and to actually win one of them. And so I, th I think what we can say is yes, we can criticize this. Dusty did this. Dusty, uh, Martin Maldonado, 
uh, he did all this, uh, he should have, um, whatever. We can, we can argue that all off season and still have tons to talk about. But at this point, he still did a great job with the Houston Astros. And so at this point, there's no sense in kind of talking about this now. I'm sure tomorrow's show would be focused on what he actually said during press conference. What did Dana Brown say? What did, what's um, next in the search for the next manager? Because you know that Jim Crane is going to go ahead and probably give some type of timeline for the search. But like we said in the earlier show, they can't wait too long. There's already a managerial, the five managerial open, openings out there, including the Mets. Craig Council's out there looking to get a big time uh, managerial salary with the Mets. And also you have teams that are already stealing managers from other teams just because <laughs> uh, they're better opportunities. So uh, you could go out there and get some retreads like somebody like uh, AJ Hinch. I don't know if the Astros do that, but there's several names out there. Uh, that we can talk about. Yeah, I mean, look, honestly, AJ Hinch, why on earth would right. you do that? You just quieted the storm. Now you're going to start it back up. I mean, right. you think the boos were loud last year? Wait till AJ Hinch returns. In With the all trash cans. Guys, AJ Hinch is not coming back. Right. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. Um, he tried twice to stop that whole thing. He couldn't. So, there's no way Jim Crane in a million years would bring back A.J. Hinch. I think there's a 0.00% chance that A.J. Hinch returns. Y'all may want him, but I'm sorry. So here's the deal. Um, I like the ideas of guys like Venable, Council. I don't know about Weiss. I, I keep hearing Ron Washington. I think he's a great position coach. Maybe maybe Ron Washington deserves another shot. I, I don't know. You just you need someone who's been around a winning ball club. Um, more than likely, Council's going to go to New York because that's where Starnes went, and Starnes really liked Council. Um, but the the thing with Council that bothers me is his lack of success in the playoffs. I mean, the Brewers go into the playoffs with Council as manager, and they look absolutely dominant, one of the top teams in the National League, and just fall apart in the playoffs. Right. And so you, you don't know if that's a managerial thing. You don't know if that's a personnel thing, and they just weren't willing to put out the money. But we do need someone to come in here and be able to take these reins. I, I just, again, I, I keep going back, and I, I'm not trying to be vanilla or or just milk toast about it, but I just think Joe Spot is that guy. He knows the culture. He knows the players. He understands the players. He coaches them every day. He spends time with them on the field helping them. He's like, he's a hands-on manager. Dusty can't really be a hands-on manager. He's, I mean, he's up there in years. Dusty's not going to be out there taking ground balls and, Neither is Bruce Bochy, but Bruce Bochy clearly edged edged him in this series. Bruce Bochy putting out Jordan Montgomery in that last game was a masterful move on his part. He went for the, the kill there. He did, and he did. Dusty Baker leaving out J.P. France too long. Maybe they should have flipped the script a little bit. Um, you know, it, it would have been really cool to start Brian Abreu. I, I just really think, why not start Brian Abreu, the most controversial because guy Christian out there? Because Christian Javier – it has been I nails. Oh, I know. No, I know. And this is always, this is hindsight 2020, yeah. right? This is looking back. But what I'm saying is, is there needed to be a definitive, different, like chess type move right. for this team to win. Now, regardless, they weren't hitting anything that night. They hit a few home runs. They hit, they hit like a home run here or there, but their rallies were one run rallies. Um, and so right. it just never really translated, Eric. But hey, Hey, you have Eric Young Sr. as well. Yeah. You have Walt okay. Weiss. You have Mark Kotze as well. 
manager, uh, Padres manager Andy Green is another person you can watch. Uh, Jeff Bannister, uh, Brad Ausmus is a guy that you're going to hear a lot because of the whole Jeff Bagwell. Uh, being involved. And so it depends on how closely they're involved because they are friends. And uh, Osmus, from what I understand, he was one of the finalists for the GM role. And so I, I think that Osmus is trying to go more the GM route, but uh, to stay in Houston to work with the uh, Jeff Agle, I think that you may see him as a manager. So uh, Baker won 320 games with the Houston Astros and cleaning um that 60 game season with the Astros, uh, the pandemic's short year. So uh, he went to the ALCS each year. So Dusty Baker was great for us, but now it's time to look forward. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Dusty Baker tomorrow, but uh, now it's time to look forward to the future of the Houston Astros. And this episode is brought to you by Jace Medicals. Um, unrest in the Middle East, fires in Hawaii, hurricanes in, and tornadoes in Florida. We know all about natural disasters on the coastline. We know that sometimes a supply chain can get interrupted. And Jace Medical is here to help you with the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now's, now offers customizably um, easy to use and with dozens of add-on medications to fit you and your family's unique needs. They're continually adding and expanding their medication offerings. Right now, they have a recent addition of ivermectin as an option for the Jace case, you can also get a gift card for your family members so that they can get the Jace case of their own. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on at checkout for your $20 discount. Eric has his. You need to order yours. That promo code is locked on at jasemedical.com. And don't forget, if you're going to go watch any games, whether it's the World Series, I guess, or the Rockets or the Houston Texans, then you need to go to Hooters. Hooters makes you happy. Why? Because they got great wing. They got great brew and they got specials all the time. Two to seven. They have happy hour, 10 to PM to close 10 PM to close. I know at NASA and Pearland, they do karaoke after Thursday night football. So many great things. When you tell them that the locked on Astros guys sent you, they'll get a free basket of fried pickles. Whether you're in Umble, Katie, Pearland, Pasadena, Seabrook, NASA, I mean, anywhere in between, even all the way out to Galveston. So the point is, no matter where you are, no matter where you go all over Houston, you will find a Hooters. Go to Hooters. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. So, Eric, on this, um, you know, we've talked about the coach search. We talked about Martin Maldonado, um, you know, being gone. No, we haven't. Oh, oh, okay. So, so So let's talk about Martin Maldonado and Michael Brantley. Okay, so uh, this was kind of some nuggets from a Buster Only article in the uh, ESPN. And so we all kind of assumed that Martin Maldonado, now that Dusty Baker's gone, that um, he was going to be gone as well. But uh, this is basically what was said in that article. I'm trying to find it. But basically it was said that uh, now that these guys are gone, that Dusty Baker is on his way out. Uh, it looks like because of the contention within the front office between um, Dana, he didn't really say Dana Brown, but he just said within the front office between Baker and his choice to use Martin Maldonado instead of somebody with better offense, even throughout the playoffs, um, that uh, the Astros 
probably most likely will not be bringing back Martin Maunata. So he's likely gone. And um, then also he hinted that Michael Brantley has been uh, quoted from sources with inside the organization that he's planning on retiring. And I, I don't doubt that because everything that he went through this year, missing most of the season and dealing with all the injuries, the shoulder issues, he can still play baseball. But at this point, he's probably like, what's the point? What am I trying to prove? So, yeah, I just, I think right now you look at trying to talk Michael Brantley and sticking around the organization being on this staff as a hitting coach, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use a roster spot on him, even as even at a discounted rate. Um, I was actually talking to Ben DeBose earlier about this and, and we were just discussing how it's would seem to be a lot to get him ready and into baseball formed where the shoulder wasn't an issue. And then on top of that, it, it would have to be a part-time role. And do you want to spend the capital and race the spot on a guy when you got guys coming up that are that may be primed to touch the major leagues this year and someone like a Joey Loperfito. Who knows Pedro Leon may finally turn that corner. You also have Will Wagner. You have Shea Whitcomb. I mean, you have some guys that could be on their way up and you don't want someone like a Michael Brantley if he's not able to play to take up that spot. Keep him on as a coach. Martin Maldonado, who knows? Maybe they bring him back as the backup. I don't know what, what the option is there, but I think more than likely he's out. And right. you've got to go for a veteran catcher that is a low cost but has a lot of experience that can help Yiner Diaz in his maturity. I think you're going to see Yiner Diaz come into this season, and this kid's going to hit 30-plus home runs on the season. He is going to throw out a lot of runners and he is going to be one heck of a catcher. Um, Eric, do we know, did he play too many games to be considered a rookie next year? Is his rookie campaign up this year because he played too many? Yeah. Uh, I can look real quick. but Because he played in 85 games, I know. Yeah, and that that stinks. Because if he would have played all year, Eric, you're looking at your rookie of the year catcher right there. I mean, he made first first team, uh, first all-rookie team, for, I believe was it baseball USA or someone like that um, or baseball America, but Yiner Diaz is yeah. absolutely a budding star. And I really think that you're going to see a lot of great things out of this kid. So he had uh 370, sorry, 355 at bats this year, uh, eight at bats last year. So yeah, he's passed his rookie status. <laughs> so, well, I didn't know I if know. he played it. Yeah. I didn't remember what could, because there is a threshold of it's not at bats. I think it's games played, um, but I think if they play more than 60 games or something like that, it's considered like they, they lose their rookie status after that. It year, says so. the rookie status is still intact through 2023. So he was oh. still rookie through this year, but it's oh, not. through this year. Okay. So right. he is not. So, Hey, maybe he could be the gold glove catcher next year. I mean, Hey, someone, someone missed on here. Why couldn't we get um, Salvi from the, from the Royals? He would be a good backup. He's got a solid bat. 20 million per year, something like that. You're going to have to. Oh, uh, yeah. You're not going to. Okay. Uh, it's you don't really have the trade capital that you used to. Oh, you're does he? OK. OK. So he's still under contract then. Yes. Okay, so you're going to have to okay. trade uh, somebody like I'm just throwing a name out there. You're going to have to throw somebody like a Chaz McCormick, somebody that you need to upgrade at a different position. Well, and so why upgrade yeah. there? 
when you have the whole purpose for not having Martin Maldonado here is to play Yiner Diaz. And he had 23 home runs this year. And yeah. we're, we're just saying that uh, he would have done better in the playoffs if he played more. He had an 846 OPS. He had a 128 OPS plus during the regular season. He had a war of 3.2. This guy could be just as good as Salvador Perez at half the rate. I mean, more like uh, what one twelfth of what you're going to pay him. And I know what uh, y'all are saying is you can have him as DH and the backup catcher, but I think that they're going to go out there and get somebody else there. Uh, there's other uh, fires on the grill, so to speak, but they're just, they're just trying to find a manager and they right. need to strike quick because the managers now that uh, will uh, Venable is going to be a really hot name out there because of what he, what the Rangers have done this year. Did you know that they went from like a 65 or 70 win team last year to where they are this year and they're mm. to the world series. So they, they have made a drastic change. And so um, there's going to be a lot of hot candidates coming from the Rangers, but if you're a Venable, do you really want to take that leap off a team that could be going back to the world series because what's going to be different about the Rangers next year, the Astros hopefully will be better and kick their butts next year. But uh, <laughs> something that we haven't talked about. Yeah. This is good that the Astros and Rangers are actual rivals because of the playoffs. It's not just because of sil stupid silver boots. It's because uh, to get to the world series, you may have to go to, through Houston or Texas or to Arlington or Houston, whatever you, you want to call it for the next, what, four or five years? Who knows? Mm -hmm. So, hey, we just uh, got up to 9,939, just added to our number. Thank you all for subscribing. If you're listening, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button if you're watching as well. If you listen to us on your way to work and on your way home from work, make sure you check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are almost there. Less than 100 away, Eric, from 10,000 subscribers. But that's... That's all we got tonight. We've got a lot more to talk about. We will have more after the press conference tomorrow with the Houston Astros. And I'm just going to say this. If it is the last time we've seen Michael Brantley in an Astros uniform, Uncle Mike, we love you. You're awesome. We think you're the best professional hitter to ever play the game. But seriously, Michael Brantley, look, man, we didn't get back, but you came back and gave it an honest effort. He's Eric Heisman. I'm H. John Wheelhouse. Eric, lead us out. And in the words of um, Dusty Baker, we're gone, but we'll be back. See you tomorrow. Go Strohs. Go Strohs.